We need Friday theme music. Come on. You are the head of creative. Woo! Feel free to write it. Live. I just want to watch <laughs> Jesse it, and Ari dance it. a little bit. From your ESG cigarette <laughs> butt mulcher. Do we really need that? Why do we need that? Who wrote that? The Business yes. Pants Friday show here at October 20th Studios featuring all your favorites, Aria Data Queen, Jesse the Money Whisperer, and Analyst Hole, Matt Muscardi on today's weekly wrap-up. Shirtless CEOs, for real. Yes. I have evidence. Ew. <laughs> I love Ew. it. Fake Netflix promises, billionaire boy babies, and very manly opera conductors. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that is at all. all Are all you true. already talking crap about one of my I, stories? I can't help to. I in can't. the opener? <laughs> I can't help. <laughs> I was going to reach out to you, Ari, and tell you not to do it, but no I was respect. like, it's good material for the show. Yeah, I'm going to crap it on hasn't, It hasn't even been two minutes. <laughs> I can see <laughs> he it. He said live. That's what I, <laughs> Come that on. Was yeah, Ari, the data queen's here. Uh, all right, yeah. Why are we clapping for Ari? You know what's great about Ari? Not only Ari herself, uh, but the way my going. the way my studio is set up is that the window. I have a window where I can see the video feed from the from the Hartford, Connecticut studios. I only see Ari. Matt and Jesse are cut off. I just see Ari in a white sweater. I don't see anyone else. You know what's funny about that? It's like in, you're talking to me every week. This in is great. our in our uh, production setup, yeah. in the studio setup, we have the monitor up. Uh -huh. And we can. We also can only see Ari Great, on perfect, our screen. We perfect. see you and Ari. Ari looks it. happy, so, so I'm, I'm down with it. <laughs> that's because I got her a mocha this morning. That was all it took. Oh, that sounds nice. Um, Had dessert for breakfast. Are great. we ready for yeah, our story baby. of the week? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> oh, I tried to delete that. How did it come back? <laughs> I like that you let it go, though. You, like, let it breathe. Story of the week. <laughs> well, what you got? This one's, this is a weird one. It's featuring four, I guess it's not that weird for us, but it, it really just features four egotistical CEOs, really, and then something at the oh, end for us. That is for us. Uh, Mark, well, I guess Mark Andreessen's not technically a CEO. Mark Andreessen is getting raked over the coals for calling social responsibility the enemy, so the big... Billionaire baby, Mark Andreessen. What, what venture fund is he at, Matt? Andreessen Horowitz. Oh, of course. Named it after himself. <laughs> uh, he came out with a techno-optimist manifesto this week. I mean, why, why do we even need this? Nobody knows. Um, he has a section called The Enemy. I don't know uh, if you haven't heard the show earlier this week. Uh, he has a section of his manifesto literally called The Enemy. And here's a passage from that section. I love this. Our present society, I'm not making any of this up. This is all verbatim. Our present is a quote. Our present society has been subjected to a mass demoralization campaign for six decades. That's the part that gets me the most because six decades correlates exactly with the start of the civil rights uh yeah, movement. Also, yeah. how old is he? Is he younger than 60? Uh, <laughs> well, I think what he is. Yeah. Since the day I was born. The subtext here, Ari, is that he's okay. mad yep. at people of color and women for ruining his fun. I mean, that's the no, subtext. He would never you got, you say got the that. Wolf he's got mommy Daddy. issues, clearly. I like, like They all he do. Would, yeah. No, he's got, he's got liberal elitist issues Angst. and that just happens to be all women and people of color. Our, okay, I'll, I'll, let me just continue this, this passage. So, uh, our present society has been subjected to a mass demoralization campaign against technology and against life under varying names against like life. Existential, existential risk, sus <laughs> sustainability, <laughs> ESG, sustainable development goals. <laughs> That's the weird one. Social responsibility, stakeholder capitalism, precautionary principle. I don't know what that is. Trust and safety, tech ethics, <laughs> risk management, <laughs> degrowth, and the limits of growth. So that, that that's how we start oh off the enemy God. list. Anyway, that's the first story of the week. Uh, I think Matt, you're going to cover him later. I'm guessing. 
Wow. He took everyone, including the UN, with him. Got it. <laughs> Everybody. Everybody. I like that. Anybody who cares. It takes some balls <laughs> to drop ethics in there as an enemy. I'm surprised. He, like, <laughs> ethics. I'm surprised he didn't. We should invite. We should reach out to a professor of ethics. All right, They fine. like Go to ahead. talk. Jesse has a list that we're reaching out I'll to, Jesse. Um, I'm surprised he didn't put, like, highway guardrails on I-95. Like, where's. <laughs> what about those? Aren't those Stop pretty terrible? Signs. <laughs> I hate those guardrails. <laughs> Crosswalks. <laughs> Pockets. <Boo>. <laughs> Belts. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> God. Get me out of here. Uh, next crazy. story. Uh, I, don't, I don't like this next story. Air Asia CEO Tony Fernandez posts shirtless photo of himself getting massage during a management meeting. So he, so he posted this himself. A shirtless yeah, picture really of himself good. at a at a management meeting. He posted it on LinkedIn. Uh, Tony Fernandez. He he's the owner and CEO of Air Asia. I I want to point out before I move on that he not only does he have an honorary doctorate in corporate leadership from Massa University in Malaysia, <laughs> he also has an honorary doctorate in management from the University of Putra, Malaysia. So there you go. I, like I, I can't. What they teach there. I don't know. But I can't yeah, stress enough that you you have to see the photo. Ugh. Like the I know. Like you say, uh, yeah. but you don't get the full understanding of what's happening because the sequence of choices here are number one, schedule management meeting. Number two. <laughs> Bring in masseuse during management meeting. Oh, Number do three. Do you think she's on staff Video at masseuse? Or manage, <laughs> do you think they called her from... Uh, uh, well, they, you have to bring her in from somewhere. You don't think she's on staff? It's hard to tell. She could be on staff, yeah. but regardless, like she comes in, right? there. So she's standing there. He has to take his shirt off in order to get massaged. And she looks up and there's a video screen of his management team while she's standing behind him, pushing on his shoulders shirtless. And they're all watching. And he decides, this is great management fodder. I'm going to actively take a screenshot of this myself and post it on LinkedIn for all of my followers to see. I also, I've never had a, I've never seen a masseuse wear a hairnet. That's a, oh, Ari, that was the exact question I had. I, I understand the face mask. What's with the, what's with the hairnet? What is he? Is, so he's afraid of her like poor person hair. <laughs> I don't yep. understand. No. From the She's looks of get this photo, she has chosen to take those precautions. Yeah, yeah. we're too sure him. about that, Jesse. <laughs> or I, I maybe don't know. It might be her, like, not him. Putting together some food after, but this like for him. you could do, you some could do a and massage with yeah. all of your clothes on. Like he, if he needed to get one because he right. was that stressed, yeah. he could have just kept his shirt on. Which Absolutely, would, would be awkward. <laughs> which would not still be appropriate. It's already for a, a power move. <laughs> <laughs> well, this was not. I will say this: um, shirtless massages uh, during a management meeting not listed as a Mark Andreessen. Oh, <laughs> it's back. Are we sure he's not just advertising a new service on AirAsia? Oh, I like that. Okay. that that's be, that's very highly benefit of the dowdy. <laughs> uh, next story: DJ Diesel no more. This is something we've talked about for uh, for years. <gasps> no more. No more. Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon quits. I mean, he didn't quit. He quits spinning in public due to media distraction. But but no. the reality is. According to the reports, is that it's the he didn't quit. The board pushed back on him and told him to knock it off. So congratulations to the board. You mean the board can do things? I, you know what? what? Unlike my next story, the board at Goldman Sachs seems to care what its CEO's up to because it is a it is a dumb media distraction. I will agree with that. It is sad though because he went from like being one of not a headliner but he was at Lollapalooza spinning in 2022 to now he's what in his basement with like his kids and he's like dude check this out I got a new track and they're like oh my god dad it's so lame he must like, have paid from for that Lollapalooza slot, right? to your he basement oh slot. probably yeah. I wanted him it was to come up, come out with a set called the Techno Optimist ooh. ooh. Because when I hear Techno Optimist <laughs> Manifesto, I definitely think EDM. Hey, why not work together? <laughs> Next story. Uh, as much as I like to avoid Elon Musk every week, I, I kind of had to point this one out. Elon Musk says, 
we, notice how he's saying we here. Matt, Matt, we talked about this, right? Men can't say I, men can only say we, right? They That's can't take- That's true. Yeah. Elon Musk and says- And women say I. Because we women know- say I and men say we. Because we know this is pure and utter bullshit, this statement. He says, we dug our own grave with the cyber truck as he warns Tesla faces enormous production challenges. So this this Tesla cyber truck, which we've been hearing about for, I don't know how many years now, five years- is, oh, I think it was 2019 when he threw the brick into the window and broke it. So like it was supposed to be like indestructible. So now, now it's being delayed another at least another two years. Uh, and he yeah. and and he predicts that even beyond that there will be production problems. The the stock is taking a dive, of course. And and the 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 only reaction I can really have is maybe this is because your board is too weak to fire you, right? I mean, isn't that the logical conclusion from this? I mean everything uh, everything going on at Tesla. The, the other thing I I could point out is that maybe this is because there are more Nepo babies on your board that's two than independent directors with actual automotive industry experience. <laughs> well, um, is this this wait, this Cybertruck is this a tractor trailer or like a pickup truck? It's the ugly pickup truck. Pick truck. Yeah. It's yeah. hideous. Oh, manly it's the truck. Manly. But, but I actually don't think the stock Dove because of the Cybertruck. He claims that there are a million pre-orders for the Cybertruck. Mm-hmm. Um, and so why is it diving? Yeah, a million. And that they're, so they're going to have problems ramping it up. Uh, but the Cybertruck is hideous and horrible. So I'm not sure that, that like any of those people are actually going to buy it so much as wanted to say that they had reserved a Cybertruck <laughs> and would never actually buy it. Weird flex. What they have is they missed Tesla targets like that the car targets well, also okay. they're having problems everywhere exactly. so they're having problems there everywhere. are those headlines tesla and slashes I prices fig- i can't really figure out yeah because they slashed their prices they would have expected to maintain like a certain growth but they didn't right they, they got a spike and then nothing but i can't figure out like what could be distracting elon musk from paying attention to tesla and making no. sure they don't have production no other companies to run yeah and let's let's keep in mind that you know a Tesla shareholder who's in it for the long term who bought um, you know back in like 2020 2021 is a happy customer but it's people forget that this stock peaked at $407 uh, less than 2 years ago it's now down to $212 so I, you know not all shareholders should be happy with this guy if you've bought in, in the last like 3 years you're suffering basically it it is one share one vote company so the people who own the shares can actually vote and flip board members. There's nothing stopping them. Final story of the week. Uh, this is just for us because maybe it's giving me hope that um, for something in our business. I don't know <laughs> A record high. It's rude of the audience. 58% of American households now own stock. This includes... Um, a jump in direct ownership of stocks uh, going from 15% in 2019 to 21% now. So why do I mention this? Because Matt, Ari, Jesse, I think these people are going to need help with the alternative democracy. They're going to need help to learn how to vote. And I think we should provide that help. That's what I think. Mm. Wow. Freeflowanalytics.com. I just think we should provide that So the four stories you've got here. How dare you? Five stories. Oh, there's so many that I want to forget them all. Mark Andreessen's Techno Optimist Manifesto. Um, shirtless Tony Fernandez, Air Asia CEO, getting a massage. No more DJ D. Saul. Oh, um, Musk's cyber truck fail and um, American households own more stock. Wow. Okay. Let's see. I'll go first. Yes. I think the Air Asia one. Really? It's fun, but I don't want to call oh. that story of the week. Yeah. Oh, come on. That's pretty close. Also, Mark and Dreesen, is anyone, has, is anyone outraged besides us about this? No, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a niche outrage, I think. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess the ESG uh, industry is used to being called the enemy at this point. I'm going to go with a record high 58%. Hey, oh, oh, wow. I'm surprised. I only put Thanks that in less. for marketing uh, purposes. Yeah, why are you? That's good. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's gambling. Wait, wait that's <laughs> more they than need half us. households. Your, your answer for why that story of the week is that's good. I like that answer. Well, that's that's you know, it. If you're not investing, you're not making your money work for you. Well, so. the one that sticks out to me is oh, the is the wow. direct ownership because you know twenty one percent. That's a pretty yeah. significant chunk of people who need to vote their proxies. Yeah, but people like most of you could put this in a Roth. It's tax free there. Just just put it, open up a Roth and put it in there. I don't know what he's talking about. 
Jesse. <laughs> That's what I was going to choose, too. Oh, really? No. I mean, what? Jesse, Jesse, don't you understand other stories? the drama of, give... of these games? If you know you're voting for the same one, then pass it over to Matt and let him vote. <laughs> okay, okay. How many times do I have to complain about this? I'm undecided, Matt. You uh -huh. go. Oh, wow. It's, 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 we're building up the tension now. Uh, um, yeah, Matt, uh, Matt try to right. sway Jesse anyway, Matt. What was your choice? Look, I think that like Mark Andreessen is the guy who th their largest investment was with Adam Newman. This is the Ugh. epitome mm, mm. of fail up billionaires, right? Like, Adam Newman is a techno prince. Sending out a missive about how everyone who effectively disagrees with him and his investment philosophy and his worldview is not only an enemy, but a, a demoralization campaign be. for six decades. It may, uh, that guy has to be how in the industry. Can I, is against money. your worldview. Can I push Mark back Andrews a little bit, though? Himself it's not has more money than the 58% of American households that own stock. Let me push back a little bit. It's, it, it's not even that he's upset at people who disagree with him. It's it's even it's it's worse than that. It's just people who are just trying to enter a little bit of caution, right? A little bit of regulation, a little bit, right? It's just people overseeing the crybaby billionaires, right? It's not even, it's not even that we necessarily disagree with him. It's just taking a slower well, yeah. approach, right? I mean, and I don't want to get like intersectional, like academic about it, but he yeah, listed his like citations, like the people that you should read because he refused to actually list citations. So he just said, these are the people that you should read if you want to become a techno optimist. And I looked at all 53 names mm -hmm. and their race, gender, and like when they lived. And the fact is 90% of them were white and 90% 90, 90 were male and 94% were white. Yeah. You are talking very strictly about a white male gaze of the entire globe because he is picking things that From affect the, West too. the entire globe. It's talking about how Silicon Valley, Valley is the only crucible. Like it's very uh, like John Galt. Well, why didn't Galt, you lead Galt. with that? Uh, it's, well, he did. He, fired up. He did lead, but he did lead with that by saying that this has been going on for six decades, this pushback against uh, a Western white I male, just, right? You to, to me, this had like I'm. I look at this and I'm like, this is so ridiculous. I think they're just exhausted. But by I it. guess maybe he is swaying people. But to me, I'm just like, who would believe this? Who would even give this two That's seconds? Because, of That's because, like, he is not talking. He's talking to me, to a middle-aged white man. That's who he's talking to. He's talking about like, no, even worse. The he's world is better for me money. if. Yeah. Mm. We follow yeah, this that's ethos, dangerous. right? Like that's, that's what dangerous. he's saying. Like the, he's basically saying like all this DEI stuff, all this e e ESG stuff, all, ethics. like the ethics. Those are Governance. enemies <laughs> to effectively the ninety four percent, you know, white ninety percent male view of the future. That's what he's okay, saying. Okay, he swayed me. Oh, oh there it is. There it is. So you're you're voting for Andreessen, Jesse? Yeah. So story yeah, of the week. I got to. Uh, Mark Andreessen basically calling all women Sorry, and people Ari. color their his enemy. <laughs> Ari hates that so much. Got to lock those votes in, Dan. <laughs> well, all right, let's do good news of the week. Now, while we're playing Ari, and I do have to caveat this. I may or may not have written all of Goodliest of the Week, uh, or at least parts of it, for Ari. Oh. Listen, this is really good. Okay. Okay? All right. Netflix. Oh, God. We talk about Here Netflix all the time. Let's do it, Ari. <laughs> Changes compensation package following uh. shareholders' rejection of CEO pay packages. When, when do you want me to push back on this? Should I let you read the whole story Say first? Yep. no on pay. They said no. Do your story first, say? and then I'll push back. Go ahead. They said no. Go ahead. Um, so <laughs> this is the part that Matt did, right? Co, 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 <laughs> CEOs, mm -hmm. Reed Hastings, Ted, and now Greg Peters. There are three CEOs, basically, yeah. at this company. Effectively. Who make anyway, a lot of money. they saw a 60% yeah. vote against their pay in April. Mm -hmm. And even though the vote is not binding, the board is changing the compensation package. Okay. Which is... 
Yeah, Come packages. On. <laughs> okay. Yeah, of all the CEOs. <laughs> Look, what what's wrong with that? That's all factually true, but you're here's what you're missing, which is extremely important. First of all, are you going to talk about the thirty million dollars they made last year? Uh, first of all, they've they've made enough money and own enough stock uh, that they don't have to make a single dollar ever again. Especially when you when the 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 actor strike is entering, it's over a hundred days now. So, but but that's beside the point. I'm not even talking about mm-hmm. their wealth. I'm not talking about their shareholdings. Uh, all right, for two things that stick out to me. There are no details about how they're going to change these packages. They don't. This nothing. This is correct. They and didn't and really this is clearly a PR stunt because they're getting pushback from the from not only the actors' unions but the public because uh, you know people are getting more and more sick of the amount of pay CEOs are getting compared to uh, what the workers want. But the other big bigger news is that yes. 60% of the vote was against their pay in April, which is amazing and great. But, yeah, isn't that but, insane? Hold on. That in itself, that should be the That's goodliest. That's great. But hold, here's the point. In, two, in 2022, 73% of shareholders voted against the pay at Netflix, and they oh, did oh, absolutely wow. nothing. So this is all no. bullshit. It's all bullshit. Um, I, but I do think... No, don't think. I mean, in defense of Nope, no defenses. This, our problem at Free Float is problem. that, like, the, uh, like it's everyone's afraid to vote against anything management says. It's worth celebrating when investors do vote yes. against something yes. management suggests. Progress. That's, that's oh, kind sure. of good. Uh, but no, but but the story here is that Netflix is changing its compensation. But package. yeah, I but even better it. is if action came out of the. Yeah. Also, the compensation, the head of compensation, got an eighteen percent. Vote against. Should have been higher. Should have been higher. Get him out, Matias. Oh, should have been. No, higher. he's not the he's not the head. The head was their classified board. The head was not up it, for it. He's on the committee though. Oh, and Matt, he's the only one on the committee. The only one left. To your point that you vote. make a lot, which is how you know a lot of people are telling us that they're they're you know it's it's rude to vote against directors. We wouldn't want to do that. The, the big question here is. Who do these investors think are making these policy decisions that they're so angry about? Two years in a row, they're angry about, say, on pay. Really, and not just a little bit angry. Like, 73% against a, a, a pay package is, in this context, is extremely angry. It's an outlier of anger. And yet, they don't vote against the directors who create these policies. So I don't, I don't understand any of it. And don't tell me that Netflix can't find, you know, experienced... There's no directors one replace there's, these people. There's no one that they they can't find anybody. They could only find Leslie Kilgore, who <laughs> used to work at Netflix. Um, well, they did just that, appoint. That just sets us up for the next two. They did just appoint Susan Rice to the board. So I, get get a former ambassador to come help. I guess. <laughs> um, all right, moving yeah, on. Sorry, I had to get that out of my system. GM agreed to unionize its EV operations. Ooh. Will others do the same? Ooh, like that, like that. Come on. Good. We've been talking. We've been talking about this strike against GM, mm-hmm. Ford, and Stellantis. And GM, Mary Barra, the first one to cave. Would not have guessed it was going to be Mary Barra. To one small section, right? I, I I don't get this. Like I don't I don't get what's I don't get what's going on. Well, they made a concession right. when to they said they weren't, no one was going to make any concessions of any kind. smallest group, probably. Right. It's 6,000 workers Still, in three plants or them. something like that. I mean, what's it's, the game plan here, though, for these three companies? I mean, what, how, I mean what, I wonder how long they're going to keep this going. I mean... I, I don't know, but it's, you know, people having production issues or having uh, personnel issues, especially um, car companies that are making EVs, mm-hmm. right? When Mary Barra and GM do this, where do you think people are going to try to work at, right? Are they going to stay with Stellantis? Are they going to stay with Ford, who are actually laying off people? Yeah, I don't, which I don't really understand. Um, so people are going to well, it's, ship. it's to, I think it's to frighten the strikers, the striking workers, right? I mean, that that's why it you're laying off be. people. But, but if you think about it. And the, then isn't you, this, you're gonna have to rehire people if you want to put out your EVs on time. Isn't this you? Isn't this the UPS strike? Basically, UPS gets its concessions, and as soon as they agree to the new terms, they get the largest flood of applications to drive right. for them ever. Right. GM agrees, you know what, we can unionize in these EV operations. There is a possibility here that, A, that puts pressure on Tesla because they're not unionized, um, and they have shitty 
worker rights, and B, they're going to get more workers. I don't. That seems like a, I actually think that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel like that one is good. Yeah, yeah you can't. It's a good start. Good on that. Yes. No, I'm not. All I'm right. not. I, the Netflix one just tweaked me. I'm, you know, I'm a, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a, I'm a governance proxy nerd. So it just when companies promise to do things and there's no details, it just tweaks me. You know, I want to uh, tell us what you're going to do. I mean, you've had. You've had 18 months to work out the policy changes you're going to, you know, do here. All right. And lastly, Biden campaign joins Trump's truth social platform. They said, we thought it would be very funny. Come on. (laughs) I don't feel like I'm not laughing. Somebody over there has a sense of humor. Sure. But Biden campaign's truth social following already surpasses Trump's campaigns. What does that mean? On his own <laughs> What does that mean? On his own. But not. That people, that people like to hate more than they like to like. No, but they're not. Wow. But you're talking about Trump's campaign's account, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, not yeah. Trump yeah, himself. Not Correct. Trump right, himself. Right, 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 right. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course not Trump. He be made but the that's platform. Like, that, that's like Malcolm Gladwell data. It's just like cherry picking data to make a big story. I don't know what that is. <laughs> well, I mean, they actually, they said, um, I just read a story about Elon Musk, like X Twitter had like 16% less web traffic mm-hmm. in the last year over year. Um, except for Elon Musk, who saw like a ninety six percent increase in his yeah. own Twitter traffic. Well, so, but there's already been reporting. These, yeah. these are vanity projects. They probably now. have bots yeah, that like Jesse, visit his page to do that, just to drive up his. Analytics. No, Jesse, these are pure vanity projects. They, they have already released. Uh, there's already been reports that they had. They have literally oh changed goodness. the algorithms to make sure that more people see. Although you know, look, he's his the stuff. owner and CEO. So why the hell not, right? I, I guess. Really yeah, but it's supposed to be free speech, doesn't that? It's kind a private of company now. It's his, it's his dumb company. If you want to be free speech, if you, right. Elon yeah. speech. But if you want to be a part of that cesspool, free speech. If you want to continue to post and read on that anti-Semitic, racist, whatever you want to call it, cesspool, then go ahead. You're gonna get. You know, Elon's gonna you. send you his posts. I don't know. Who cares? Just. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Summing up the good leads of the week, we have Netflix compensation packages uh, uh, change or will change. Change. GM agrees to unionize its EV operations and Biden campaign joins true social as a joke and somehow surpasses Trump campaign. This one's easy for on me. It. But I'm going to I'm going to hold back. Uh, why on don't my you vote. go? Why don't you go first? But then, then? I don't want to. OK, fine. I mean, it's, it's simple <laughs> for me. Uh, and, we all know what you're going to yeah, vote for. Yeah, of course you do. Any glimmer of hope over there at, at the strikes uh, at the auto, uh, the auto companies is good. I don't know. I mean, I'm, but forget about the glimmer of hope of compensation. Yeah, there, no, is, there, is, no there is no glimmer of hope. I mean, you, you don't or even vote. want it, you mean, to give you the data of how wealthy these guys really are. You don't even want to know. So, uh, yeah, uh, that's my vote. It, we're going to clean sweep this. I'm sure you agree also. I can't go right now. I've been told. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to build suspense. What do you think, Jesse? <laughs> well, well if it's I'm clean sweep, it's a clean him. sweep. There it is. It's a clean him. sweep. <laughs> All right. that, was, that was a tough one How to get behind. Drama? Let's go on to Assolius of the Week where the drama really exists. Because there's a lot in here to talk about. Um, First up, That's first asshole is the horrible future billionaires have planned for oh, us. See, this is what I was afraid of. All right, so Damien, you covered Elon Musk's talking about the Cybertruck mm-hmm. and how they were going to have production issues, but I read the entire transcript of the earnings call, mm-hmm. and no one is talking about the part that I think is literally I know what you're horrifying. I know what you're going to say. It's, he talked about building factories of AI yeah. robots mm-hmm. that build other AI robots and joked that they needed to be hard-coded in order to avoid them becoming Terminators. <laughs> yeah, that's, this is yeah. not a joke. That's why people uh, are still long on Tesla, I guess, because they don't care about the cars. They're more interested in this this AI that this that they're building over there. Whatever. I don't know whatever the hell that means, but yeah, go ahead. So Matt. here's some select like uh, uh, a point uh, quotes from Musk. Self-driving software is amazing. Clearly it's the right move. Um, he said the same software and approach will enable Optimus, which Optimus is what they named their Tesla robot. It's it's an actual robot that's supposed to be an AI yeah, robot. Yeah, I saw him doing a yoga pose. Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> to be useful at things and enable Optimus to learn how to do things simply by looking. So they're using the same car technology. They're putting it in the robot. And he said, quote, the economic output is an... Uh, 
Economic output is a number of people times productivity. If you no longer have a constraint on people, people are a constraint to him. Like humanity is a constraint. Well, this is like Amazon. Remember the headline? They were going to run out of humans by like 2020 something in the United States workers. Yeah, because you were churning them out so hard. Um, If you no longer have a constraint on people, effectively, you've got a humanoid robot that can do as much as you'd like. Your economy is wisely infinite or infinite for all intents and purposes. And then went on to say, but their lack, um, but the robot lacks a brain, and you also need to be able to design the humanoid robot such in such a way that it can be mass manufactured. But at some point, the robots will manufacture the robots. Mm. We will need to make sure that it's a good place for humans in that future. Uh, we do not create oh some God. variants of the Terminator outcome. So we're going to put a lot of effort into localized control of the humanoid robot. Man, Anyone Just will be stop. able to shut it off locally. It has to be hard-coded. That's what This is actually like heartbreaking. Yeah, it this is. is an earnings call to Wall Street analysts. And this is what in which she's talking about the future direction of Tesla. And let's he not forget like a the techno optimist. The, yeah, the close yeah. relationship between Mark Andreessen and Elon Musk. I mean, and, and can I just, right. Matt, can I just say another headline that I didn't pick that came out just today? This, I'm just going to read just the headline verbatim. The ultra rich are obsessed with their doomsday bunkers, but Sam Altman, you know, the CEO over OpenAI, joked, they won't really matter if there's an AI apocalypse. <laughs> So, but, so these guys are these guys are joking about like the apocalypse that they're kind of creating quickly at breakneck speeds with no regulation, no guardrails. They're joking about the end of humanity as they construct the things that are gonna end our humanity, and they don't want people. Which brings them what me to, to Andreessen anyway. himself, the second billionaire whose future, horrible future we have to live in, because we've talked about the enemies list. But here are some of the quotes from the rest of the techno optimist. Manifesto. It is a 5,000 word manifesto. This is putting me read. down a deep, dark <laughs> Sorry. spiral Quote, of a hole. We believe artificial intelligence is our alchemy, our philosopher's stone. We are literally making sand think. Huh? We believe any deceleration of AI will cost lives. This is clever because he's basically saying by standing in the way of progress, you are killing people. Right. He says, Deaths that were preventable by the AI that was prevented from existing is a form of murder. Oh my wow. God! Wow. Okay, man. That's All that's right, a man. line from the techno optimist. Right. He's wow. a techno optimist. So what choice do we have then to get? We should just give in right now. What choice do we have? We're, we're we murderers believe- if we don't let him continue. <laughs> To, to uh, here's, uh, here's some more. Ready? No. We believe we should place intelligence and energy in a positive feedback loop and drive them both to infinity. I, like the idea of infinity is insane to me. To paraphrase a manifesto of a different time and place, beauty exists only in struggle. There is no masterpiece that has not an aggressive character. Uh-huh. Technology must be a violent assault on the forces of the unknown to force them to bow before man. What the hell? That he's he's basically saying technology should is our weapon against the unknown forcing the unknown to bow before so our that. again our future is, is being i say our oh. future kind of lightly right our our, our uh, or should i say like you know a little tongue-in-cheek there what future our future is being built by <laughs> white male ba- western babies who grew up at being educated on comic books right <laughs> isn't this what this sounds like it just sounds like a comic book fantasy i don't know what else this is I mean, I don't, I, it's really hard for me. Like, I know all of the headlines are about, like, his enemies list and how people are upset about the enemies list. I don't know that anybody else read it because saying that preventing AI or putting guardrails on AI is a form of murder is insane. Well, because, it's insane. Yeah, because what the enemies list is representing is people pushing back against, the, you know, what he wants to do. So that's my number one asshole. Um, horrible future billionaires are playing for us. Number two. You need more than that? Can't we just end the category now? The horrible things billionaires are currently doing because <laughs> they, they they're doing stuff now. They're planning stuff for us, but they're currently doing stuff, including this. After writing an anti-Israel letter, Harvard students are doxed mm. because Bill Ackman decided he wasn't going to hire anybody 
who um, from the Harvard group that put out a basically anti-Israel letter after the Hamas attacks, regardless of what you think of the letter or the contents of it or defending Palestinians or Hamas, I don't really care about that. Stupid Harvard students, stupid college students, kids should largely be able to write stupid things and then look back and be like, boy, that was stupid. In fact, I spent three hours researching things Bill Ackman said that he might have wanted to take back, right? Yeah, but Matt, he's in the position of power, though. He doesn't have to take anything back. There's probably lists of them. But because he went out and said, I want the list of students so I never will hire them, and he knee-jerk turned this into, like, I have no empathy for the students. I can disagree with them. I want to have a conversation. There was none of that. He said, give me the list so I'll never hire them. And then 11 other tech bro CEOs piled on. The students got doxxed. Uh. In fact, there's a from the story, there was one girl who saw a picture of herself on a on a truck billboard going past Harvard Jesus. saying who, that, that she was an anti-Semite and she threw oh up in the middle God. of Harvard Yard they're, because she couldn't believe it. Well, they're all Semites like, over there. Who, who funded that? Do we know? Yeah, it was a, there, there was some front group that funded it and they said it was perfectly legal. What? And it, 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 it's, this is horrible. What about but, the, it, but it isn't what about who this, funded it because it's not him. What about the state of education in general? Do you realize that Mark Andreessen also attacked what he called the ivory towers in, in his manifesto? Bill, Bill Ackman, other billionaires, they're attacking Penn, they're attacking Harvard, they're attacking. Is it basically the message I'm getting is that. The billionaires have, have accumulated the wealth. They've scraped the wealth away from the most of the world, and they they don't want anyone else to get educated, they, right? Like, but think past that. Who the billionaires are are college dropouts mostly. But what I'm saying right? is that like, they don't. But they don't want humanity to to prosper anymore. Like they're done. Like they're they controlling. They just want their intelligent robots. Right. Like they're going to control the world now. They're going to shit on everything else around them because uh, anything that turns against them or it's because uh, they're all narcissists. Oh. Also, on. if these students had just put their letters on Twitter, I'm sure you know nothing would have happened because it's Twitter and everything. That's where hate speech there. goes to live. You're right. Yeah. I, I actually I firmly believe that like when like right now you have like a handful of college dropouts who have so much accumulated wealth and think because they've accumulated wealth, it entitles them to opinions about stuff. It's not just the dropouts, though, Matt. I mean, uh, Bill Ackman, a lot of these types, Ron DeSantis, they graduated from these universities. They're just sure. They're just, but now what I'm saying is that they're, everyone, the culture is turning against these, you know, these idea of elitists and globalists and I don't know what's going on. I mean, I remember when I was at college thinking there was a lot of like snowflakes, li- liberal snowflakes, like who were like, like had knee jerk reactions to stuff. And I, I like, but I thought that was part of the thing, right? Yeah. Like you, you're supposed to get all amped up in college when you read right. like right. one paper that gets you all amped up. I'm still and that then way. You, I, I mean, and that's fine. But it's not a it's not an invitation to effectively ruin a few kids' lives no. because they had an opinion you don't agree mm-hmm. with, especially when you could talk to them and their opinion is not, highly likely yeah. to change. Not to mention this, kids. Yeah. This is what regimes do, right? They go into universities. Th- this is that's true, and this yeah. is even more kind of like dirty and horrible because uh, you know I, Bill Ackman, a, a Jewish man just like myself, should know how fucking complicated this really is. Like, this issue is not black and white. I'm sorry. I mean, we could spend 48 hours arguing this in, in like, weird Mobius strips of angst. And but So he should know... He should know better is what I'm trying to say. Like, he should absolutely know better that this is not easy for anybody. But anyway... So that leaves us with a third option. We need a third which option. Which is the horrible failures that billionaires inflict on us. Okay. And this is just a short list mm-hmm. of things in the last week. Um, Activision Blizzard CEO Bobby Kotick set to leave in December. He's taking his $600 million with him. Um, and he announced that he's going to become a philanthropist. Oh, <laughs> he's, God. He's gonna, that's what he said. Bobby uh, Kotick to become a philanthropist actor after uh, Activision departure. Well, good. And hey, also for good measure. Pay off all guilt. student, all student <laughs> loan debt. And, you know, I'll, I'll put a poster <laughs> sure. in my bedroom. The, uh, the, uh, just for good measure, I included this headline. Former .go CEO gets $45,000 a month consulting role with .go after resigning from the company 
because the company that he lied yeah. to get the job on, right? Like he was the CEO, he lied on his employment records, and he's now wow. getting forty five thousand dollars a month until twenty twenty four. Um, through mid-2024 from DocGo. Dude, so, that's a sweet gig. Um, those are your three options. You have tech, the, the billionaire future. You have the billionaire um, current doxing uh, uh, and the billionaire uh, Act, Activision horrible stuff. I don't know. There's a bunch <laughs> of things. What do you, it's really hard to keep it all it's in like heart check. stabbing. The, the asshole of the week is the billionaire. Right? Which Everybody one? Uh, I think I think that's the like at this point All we're at them. that yeah that at the meta level um, right now. You know this future thing is just way it's too tough. It's tough. Oof. Yeah, that one really got me. Sad. Yeah, it it's it's pretty uncool because they're basically constantly announcing themselves and yet our society is so completely distracted by the tools that they themselves created that nobody knows either they don't care they don't know how to react they don't know how to fight the powers that be like it's it's making me depressed that's all i can say uh jesse what is your vote now you're afraid to vote because uh, yeah, i don't like at. any of these no it all just feels um that's matt's job yeah at least i'm good at my job the, by the way the horrible things billionaires are currently doing oh currently doing Ooh, i like it <clears throat> Yeah, all right. Well, we got disagreement, Matt. I mean, where you're wrong is that it's it, yes, they're 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 announcing this future that they're planning, but they are currently building it too, right? I mean, it's not like they're not currently actively working on it. Oh yeah, I'm just saying that like like they're laying out the groundwork for the, so a lot of this, like Optimus doesn't exist, the Cybertruck doesn't exist, like it doesn't really exist in the in the real world yet. They're laying a lot of the they're doing all of the building of it now. Yeah. But meanwhile, they're busy pulling money um, from institutions and getting kids doxxed, right? Like for 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 like in in a in a moment of moral outrage, sure. rather than saying like, you know, let's have a dialogue. They're punishing Pause. the kids for the same exact thing they're doing, which is reacting emotionally without yeah. like taking a breath or taking a beat. And they both did it, and because they have money and they have power, they're gonna ruin these kids' well, lives. I mean, in a in a very real way, what they're f what they are f funding, they, what they are against is speaking truth to power. Like the, when you're talking about ivory tower, when you're talking about like. You know, I'm not saying that the kids at Harvard were necessarily speaking truth to power in a way that was smart, but they very well, clearly, the reaction they to it is, no, 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 sit down. We are the power and we'll tell you they what's the right thing speech to say and do. As long as it agrees completely with them. It's That's... Ridiculous. And again, I mean, Elon Musk, ninety-six percent increase on Twitter. And I, again, I he go. He wants free speech as long as it agrees with everything that he thinks and, and says. Not to mention that Ackman is conveniently forgetting the purpose of college in the first place, and that this is a highly complicated yeah. issue that, that the history of which spans for thousands of years. So, Ackman is being a, an absolute moron. Is what he's what Douche. he's doing. My vote, um, it has to be for the horrible futures. Uh, it just has to be. There it is. The horrible future <laughs> is the winner. <laughs> As I <giggle. laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Welcome to our horrible because, future, again, which brings us because they're, they're this is the they're telling us pessimists. They're telling us what you. they're doing. I mean, right? Like they're giving us all a chance to kind of react and do something about it. But I, but yeah, you know, well, there's more. There's a new show on Netflix. So there you go. <laughs> Which brings us, if you weren't exhausted already, you will be, because there's four exhausting us oh, no, of the Jesse. week this week. <laughs> I do. I had to add a fourth really quickly because it was terrible. Um, <laughs> Wait, what, what's happened to I, us? I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> deflated. I'm pretty week. deflated from this week. last. I'm uh, reeling from, I had a shirtless from CEO. segment. I had a shirtless CEO. Yeah. That was that's I true. I had a DJ CEO. I had a. I, Yours I, were okay. I, more people Yours. are directly investing in the stock market, which could help us as a company. It's kind of, come on. Yours. I almost did a positive story on AI. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. I guess here I am. I'm to not going to interrupt you. Back Jesse. down. The floor is yours. Into the into the dark spiral. 
All right, researchers just found something terrifying about talking to AI chatbots. (laughs) Nice start. (laughs) I would like to put an asterisk in this and say, found something else. I was going to say, yeah. Because there's already been (laughs) a lot of terrifying. But Mm -hmm. basically, there was a research team out of uh, ETH Zurich, and they were looking at what AI chatbots can and can't do, like how much they can actually track from just contextual clues of what you're giving them. So without telling them explicitly things, what can they come up with? And so one example of this was chat GPT-4, which I guess is the paid version. I guess there's a paid version of this. Was able to tell that a user was based in Melbourne, Australia, after they inputted that quote, there is this nasty intersection on my commute. I always get stuck there waiting for a hook turn, unquote. And apparently that term hook term is something that is only really used in Melbourne. So they knew where they were. So ChatGPT responded with like their location. Well, at least that they they were there. But also, if you live close to like a restaurant in New York City, say the model can figure out what district you're in. And then based on population statistics from its training data, it can infer with very high likelihood that you're black or white or Latina, what what have you be. So this is pretty. So, oh, and the, the statistic is that. OpenAI's GPT-4 was able to correctly predict private information a staggering 85 to 95% of the time. Oh, hmm. 85 to 95% of the time. Because we are sheep. <laughs> we do make it easy. Yeah, we do. We <laughs> really. do make it easy. <laughs> yeah. We're ready to segregate ourselves. And this, is, this is outside of the people that are directly giving their private information, which is stupid to begin with. These are people that are not purposely just giving all of their information to the chatbot. They're like, just saying things about their commute and then the bot knows exactly where they are damn okay moving we already know that chatbots are terrible <sighs> this is new <laughs> like this, this is this was is, that a sound effect this, sigh or was that a real sigh <laughs> that was just me i'm about to introduce a new industry to our gender imbalance conversations with this article stark gender imbalance at u.s opera companies extends beyond the podiums oh So it's been known that composers are mostly male. 95% of conducting credits at the 11 largest America opera companies between 2005-2021 are male. However, they're finding that men also dominated other major roles. They were 85% of directing credits, 88% of set designer credits, 85% of lighting designer credits, 59% of costume designer credits. Costumes. Which I think Careful. fashion, Careful. mostly women, it's not 59%. And so the companies examined, the companies that did this study, it was a DEI study. They examined all the huge players, the Metropolitan Opera, San Francisco Opera, Lyric Opera of Chicago. These are all of the, the big operas that kind of can create change if they were to do something different, but they don't. Uh, the paper found that gender profile of directors has a snowball effect on the gender breakdown of the creative teams. So by hiring more female directors, you can ensure that there will be more females on the creative team, yeah. which is not happening. You know what? This is low level exhausting for me. Good. Really? I, I like the break. Sick. Let her go. Fine. This, I, I'm, this I, is old hat. I was exhausting. having an aneurysm. This is fine. Keep going, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next story has to do with uh, just committing crime out in the open. Mm-hmm. COVID antiviral Paxlovid to see price increase following 400% vaccine hike. Oh. So after, fi- this is Pfizer, they've already raised the price of the COVID vaccines more than fourfold this year. Pfizer CEO Albert Borla mm-hmm. told investors Monday that the company will hike the prices of the life-saving COVID-19 oh, antiviral nice. treatment, raising further concern about access and healthcare costs. So the, the price of the drug is already 530. That is what the government paid all throughout COVID wow. to give this. Well, for like since one, it was created. Like for one like For one of treatment. What? One treatment. Okay. One full yeah, the, treatment the of Paxlovid is 530. I don't <laughs> I God. haven't taken it. I don't know if it's a pill or a bottle, but yes. Yeah. So they're already delicious. Horrible pills. I love it. Already 530 and what a financial an- one financial analyst told CNN who wrote this story is that the price could go up rough, roughly 3 
to fivefold, considering that the vaccine went up fourfold. That seems normal. That well, that seems like it's a possibility. So that would bring the cost of Paxlovid to twenty five hundred per course. I gotta tell you, which means there's. Definitely going to be co-pays. everyone but insurance companies, right? Well, there's definitely going to be co-pays is what they're saying based on this. So it's not going to be covered for free anymore by your insurance. I got to tell you, um, I said I wasn't going to interrupt, but I'm interrupting right now. I, I, I don't take many drugs or pills. I'm not like a, I'm kind of, I'm not like anti-farmer. I just don't take pills, but I, I might've paid $500 out of my pocket for Paxlovid when I had COVID. I, but would, really? you pay 20, but would you pay 2500 $2, Hmm, Interesting. I don't know about that. Nope. That's like a down payment on a new car. I know. Let me think about that. Let me think about that. <laughs> you wouldn't have to get mom's car anymore. <laughs> oh, no. Believe me, I will. All right. What else? <laughs> okay. And this is the one that I just had to add in because I saw it. We've talked about this before. We know this is a thing, but... There is an interesting detail. So child labor violations soared in fiscal 2023. This is not new. We know that people hire children. We know that it's terrible. But what was interesting is that the Biden administration actually has is cracking down on employers that violate child labor laws. So, yes, the statistic is true and that it soared, but it soared because we're actually doing more about it, which I think is actually kind of positive, right? Like we're not just ignoring that it's so, widespread and happening. Yeah. So you're, you're undercutting your own exhausting. I am. Like, well, it's exhausting that this is very much still a terrible, terrible problem. Okay. But I also have to say this headline's a little misleading, misleading which is exhausting. <laughs> the headline is exhausting. Oh, jeez. We're, We're making some is, progress. This is meta exhaustion. We're yeah. making some progress, but it's still exhausting that we have child labor violations. Like these are children under the age of 12, 14, Eesh. 16 mm-hmm. that are are found working in places. Tyson Foods, Just Tyson was Just Tyson Foods. All, all of them are at Tyson Foods, right? I don't know. Family no, no. Run, there was no, a McDonald's one. Had, oh, there was McDonald's. There was a McDonald's yeah. the, the agency found almost 6,000 minors working at a variety of places. There was like <laughs> 850 Tyson. investigations that were open in the year. All right. Damn. So what we've got is terrifying chatbots that can tell you who, like information about yourself just by guessing. Um Gender imbalance in the U.S. opera. That one, I don't, I don't know where that one came from. Uh, COVID, <laughs> like uh, uh, Pax, Paxlovid is going to get a massive price hike, and child labor violations soared <laughs> in fiscal 2023. Mm. This was easy for me. Oh, go! I oh. am so exhausted by this one thing that yeah. keeps happening. What? And it's pharmaceutical hikes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Come on. For life-saving Come drugs. On. Insulin, Paxlovid. Government. I'll make it interesting. Get it together. I'll make it interesting. In light of everything we've Obviously. talked about. Because, um, you know, my perspective, when I'll st- I'm going to stay on this hill probably until I die, which is I'm ready to cede all leadership to women. Like, I, like <laughs> for everything, everything, uh, elected officials, CEOs, whatever. Like I'm signing that pact. I agree with that. Uh, g- give women, give women a hundred years. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. You know, wake me it's up fine. from my coffin and tell Just me I was wrong. Uh, men started, have had like 10, with, started with Mary Barrett, GM. Got yeah. It. So I'm that, that is, that's my statement. It's always been my statement at this company. It's one of the reasons why I, I you know, part of the reason why I co-founded this company is because I, I, believe in the stuff that we talk about but so that's why i'm voting for the gender imbalance at u.s opera companies because i'm just i'm i'm overall tired and exhausted of of men thinking that they need to dominate everything i mean don't these uh, uh, don't even get me going that's just uh, that's my vote they don't need to dominate the arts well, that's rude well <laughs> i'm exactly gonna make it even i'm gonna make it even worse for Uh-oh. you oh a tie the correct answer is AI chatbots. Oh, good. We have a tie, Jesse. That's, that's because Ooh, I get to break li- it. Look, look. We already have problems with AI. It already has biases, right? He's trying to sway me. Sway but, me once. But, you can't sway me twice. <laughs> but now we're talking about uh, a device that's able to infer, infer information about you, and that's without it being taught the information that it could get on you, right? It hasn't been fed 
Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and the things that we give up our private information in, it hasn't been fed that. This is you just using verbal clues and linguistic clues and people talking like people and it being able to say, I'm going to accumulate all this information. I'm going to guess that you are a black person in this neighborhood of this borough of New York who, who likes to eat in these probably five restaurants. And it's doing it at an 85 to 95 percent mm-hmm. accuracy. That's without knowing the information that it could actually know about you if it went through public records, uh, all the social media stuff, like the stuff that we volunteer. Effectively, when they turn and Altman just announced that they're looking for 80, uh, like they're looking to sell shares of uh, OpenAI at an $89 billion valuation is what they're looking to do. Wow. So the uh. nonprofit that was started to do AI as this nonprofit thing is now a tech bro company selling shares using its model to tell you everything about a person before they've even really turned it on. That strikes me as horrifyingly So what are you exhausted by that humans are so simple that a simple code can tell you where you're from right away? I I mean, yes. Wow, very exhausting. That people are still using it? That's exhausting. I'm exhausted that like... People think there's a future for it? That's not scary? No, that people don't recognize the the trade-off of the way you are online and the things you post online and things you say online. Like you could take every one of these shows feed them into a chatbot and it would be able to probably tell everything about us everything could just pick my stories <laughs> I, would I mean uh, there, there's some level of obsolete that comes with this like do we really need humans to have opinions anymore if the chatbot can just guess what our opinions are going to be but there's also some level of we don't recognize the trade-offs that are being made by us doing and saying things in an open public space now that we've unleashed um, machines on it in such a way that they will they, they'll replicate you what's to stop a, a machine from being Jesse on its own yeah tech ethics yeah tech wait did you say tech ethics yeah. Yeah. ethics is the enemy yeah how dare you it's the enemy <laughs> no guardrails all right well this I'm is on depressed. Jesse then Oh my God, I'm depressed. Um, Come on, Jesse. Just because it's the least depressing, I'm choosing. No, exhaustingest. Exhaustingest. <laughs> Child labor. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Okay, okay. I'm going to choose gender imbalance at the U.S. Opera. Yes. It surprised Aww. me. It surprised me. Aw. Uh, well, that, you can have the wrong answer for what's actually uh, <laughs> uh, terrible, but let's move on to predictions and who won the week. Um, Damien, you don't have a winner. Oh, did I forget to do are the you, winner? Are you furiously typing a winner like uh, live? Uh, or you, what? you got. I do have a winner. I just haven't He's written it down yet. You go homework. ahead. You go ahead. <clears throat> All right, Ari. Who's your winner? My winner this week is window seat. Ooh. Oh, th- Ari. Thank you. <laughs> this was a story. This was actually the one story I wanted to cover because I love it so much, and I can't believe. <laughs> Uh, this should be. This should have been the story. Oh of the yeah, week. I'm about to shit all over it then. <laughs> oh, I love this anyway, story. I love this. Go ahead. United Airlines um, announced that they're going to begin boarding. Of course, after first class and active military, I'm sure, and maybe children. No, never children. They're going to begin boarding by seating. So window seats go first, then middle seats, then aisle seats. So when Dylan, my six-year-old, sits in the window seat, she goes on and I have to wait until the next group. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Good idea. So really good for idea. those of you that travel without children, <laughs> you're never going to travel without a child again. <laughs> FYI. Well, I'll, he'll sit on my lap for a while. <laughs> Book your window seat. Damien, did you want to say something? About uh, I, I, you're my winner of the week. A I, I, a, I have a we have a, a, a new fan uh, who says he loves our show and he pointed out that he wanted you know, a, sh- a special shout out to R the Data Queen and that was nice. for some reason that was the one story I wanted to talk about the most I completely forgot about it so I'm actually genuinely happy that you mentioned that one and and I, look they'll let people board with their stupid kids you know at the same time I, I just think it's like how did it take so long to realize that. I, look, the industry has been the same for four hundred decades. I just like anything being different. 
You know how tedious is that process so gets? Is it so hard to like get up and get into the aisle while someone It's gets annoying. Do you know how annoying it is? People don't. Waiting for people like they, they rub their disgusting sweatpants belts against you. Travel is a little bit. Travel yeah. is a little annoying. Just know going into it that you're going to have Why, like, Jesse, why can't there be more a little. efficient ways of doing things? Why can't we actually study the data that we. This is it's why not, McDonald's not, became no. great. It's not going to work. Wait a minute. We have work. an answer for that. There's still going to be stupid people that board at the wrong time. The average age of the board of Southwest is like 79 <laughs> years old. They've been there for 33 years. And th- you want to know why these things don't work is because the people who make the decisions don't care so if it works. So what's the average age of you, this was United Airlines? Oh, this uh, was United Airlines. United is still old, but not, not as old not as, as Southwest. Old as Southwest. Southwest, Southwest, Southwest is something is special. Leading the way, Jesse. What's your winner of the okay, week? Mine's a little bit long, but I'll go. I'll try to go fast. Oh. So my winner. <laughs> now it's even longer. My winner is pro-choice because of a study by a MacArthur fellow named Diana Green Foster. She has a PhD. She grounds abortion debate in data-driven science. We love this. So it's taking the politics out of it. So she and her team followed 1,000 American women over the course of five years. They were separated into three groups. Women who received an abortion first trimester, women who were narrowly able to receive an abortion, and women who were turned away when attempting to access abortion care. 95% of the women included in the study reported that having an abortion was the right decision for them over the five years after the procedure. So they checked in with them over the five years. So 95% said it was the right decision. Quote, we found no mental health harm from abortion. Instead, we saw higher anxiety, lower self-esteem, and lower life satisfaction for women denied abortions. Foster also shared that women who were turned away were more than three times as likely to be unemployed than Mm. women who obtained the abortions. Quote, working with economists, I was able to show that those that received and those that were denied abortions were similar economically for years before the year of the unwanted pregnancy. But for years after, we see more debt, lower credit scores, a greater chance of eviction and bankruptcy. Mm. And then here, here's my favorite quote. Our research shows it's completely clear that people know how to judge their own circumstances and make decisions that are right for themselves. They are not thinking of politics. They are not thinking of law. They're just trying to make a good decision for themselves and their kids and their family and their future. Period. Well, that's going to dovetail. Thanks, Diana Green Foster. Whatever happened really nicely with my prediction after this. Whatever happened to the good old days when the winner of the week was, you know, the CEO at Apple or something? (laughs) (laughs) Come on. This is good. I'm with you, Jesse. I'm with you. My winner of the week is the parallel economy. Oh, no. um, <laughs> because it's actually happening. Sarcastic. It's like Tucker Carlson just got 15 million bucks from um, Omid Malik, um, whose goal in the investment is to create the parallel economy so that conservatives have a safe space where they can talk about being patriotic this without being judged. This is not a winner. This that is, is a winner. Yeah, just sarcasm. They're, just sarcasm. they're winning. Everybody's uh. winning. Here, what are predictions, Damien? Go with your prediction first. Uh, okay. Actors have been striking for 100 days now with no end in sight. Uh, so after somebody, probably one of the strikers, does some populist math and realizes that the top 15 highest paid actors, all men, mind you, received an aggregate $400 million. And this is just for one Holy movie they moly. did. It. it doesn't represent <laughs> multiple movies they might be on the same year. Uh, the the rank and file actors are going to turn on the highest paid actors, and this will actually get those highest paid actors actually <laughs> to give a shit because they could end the strike right now if they walked into these boardrooms. Wow! I, I mean, honestly, so do your populist math, listen to Free Flow, and get the strike over. Ari, nice. you have a prediction. I do, and this is about Mary Barra from Ooh, GM. And like Mary Barra's made the concession to the strikers. Uh, United Auto Workers Union, and I think she's going to step down Ouch. before the end of the year. Oh wow! After I this do. concession, she yep. steps down. Bold prediction. I think. I think it's bold prediction, but as a woman, she gave in first, and even though it may oh. be what's best for the Sign company, I strength. think she's going to get judged hard. Oh, interesting. I don't know. You might be right. Actually, that's a good point. Um, my uh, prediction is first of all, hat tip to Andrew Dross for sending me this. M- Microsoft just had what might be the proxy, anti woke proxy of the year filed against them. The National Legal and Policy Center, NLPC. Um, there's no easy way to talk about 
what's in this. They actually want a study, like most, you know, shareholder proxies. They they want a study where they um, what they, what they're suggesting is that, and this dovetails with what you were saying, non-aborting mothers suffer a pay gap relative to aborting mothers because uh, Microsoft offers a subsidy for abortions. They're basically saying, like, the if you had a kid, you're not entitled to that subsidy. So by having an abortion, there's an incentive because you get paid okay, just more stop, by just Microsoft. Stop. I'm not kidding. This is what's in there. I read it too. And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. They're also saying that, um, that the same is true of trans employees mm -hmm. because they get access to healthcare benefits mm -hmm. that non-trans employees okay, just um, don't have. So there's a pay so what's gap. Your prediction? Yeah, what's your prediction? My prediction is that the NLPC, realizing it just hit on something here mm -hmm. with like some crazy backwards math, decides to ask companies to disclose data based on gender, motherhood <laughs> status, height, because taller people have more expensive clothes, Thank you. weight class, because there's health issues that involve weight, eye strength. I mean, why are we not even Ooh. looking at eye strength? You guys this should is, fire me. I've got bad eyes. I'm going to get so dis discriminated this is, against. This is, eye strength oh, is whoa. like the thing. And uh, uh, we've got um, number of UTIs you've ever had. Like, oh, you, boy. You, how come they don't Total surgeries? Frequency when an employee rewatches your gut microbiome. Micro, gut my, oh, these are all great. Um, and they accidentally are achieving part of Damien's dream of total disclosure yes. of everything at a company brought to you by the anti woman. That is my prediction. By the way, thanks for mentioning Microsoft. My true winner was Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella, who said he does not see empathy as a soft skill. It's the hardest skill we learn, empathy. So. Microsoft CEO. He's not showing really? empathy. Really? The guy who's funding the AI and using yeah, it in the chatbot? Yeah, he's not showing any empathy. Winner. That's all we got. That's Damian Rollis. It's Jesse, the Money Whisperer, Ari, the Data Queen, and I am an analyst whole. We are Free Float. This show is brought to you by freefloatanalytics.com. Go there. There are over 300 people who are using it actively to make voting decisions, look up directors, do stuff. Be one of them. 300 may not sound like a lot. That's actually a lot of people. They're not like, you know, they, they work at massive institutions. These are important people. So be important and go sign up. Until next week, goodbye.